Smith goes for the shot in the back of the net. Keep your eye on goal of the day. That's got to be a contender early on. Take the right for the shot. Oh my goodness me! And you would, as a Crawley fan, begin to believe the three points are yours. It's the best night of Crawley Town's lives. And there may be more to come. Welcome to a special edition of the Straight Red podcast where we lift the lid on the CTSA. Who are they? What do they do? Is there any need for them? And if so, what does their future look like? It's basically their story. This interview is pretty much sculpted from your questions. So sit back, grab a drink as long as you're not driving and enjoy. Yeah, so as ever, it is myself, Ewan, and Jonathan, the studio. I say studio, and we are joined by Sam Jordan, chair of the CTSA. Thank you so much for joining us, Sam. No problem. Hello, guys. So it's taken a little while to get this date and time together, but we are finally here. And you found out our dirty little secret that we record in Horsham. <laughs> don't, yes. don't tell anyone. Um, <laughs> now, you follow in the footsteps of Ryan Richfond, who's only our second ever in-studio guest. You must feel pretty special right now. Oh, yeah, very privileged. <laughs> now, we're going to talk about everything TC CTSA as Jonathan said, including what is the role of the CTSA, what its current challenges, and what does its future look like, including potentially that altogether new sporters group, which we'll obviously come on to. Now, to begin with, though, Sam, for those of you that don't know too much about you, set the scene, paint a picture for us, tell us about your background as a Crawley Town fan and your journey to becoming chair of the CTSA. Yeah, okay, so I've supported Crawley since 1997, so when I was eight years old, um, and obviously followed them since then really 22 years um, in terms of involvement with the CTSA uh, when the fan rep role became available I kind of stood for that um, wasn't successful because obviously Steve Leake got that but I was asked to join the board which I which I did um, and then literally a couple of weeks later we had our first board meeting and nobody wanted to be chair so I got asked to be chair and I kind of thought well I'll do it for the time being uh, and here we are nearly two years later so it was when uh, Carol and Matt stood down uh, having brokered the fan representation deal um, and yeah that's kind of it really. So you just mentioned that you joined the CTSA board was it back in November 2017 that's I it, think yeah, yeah. Um, and, and like you just said you became chair fairly quickly what were your sort of first impressions uh, and what did you think that you could personally bring to the table when you took up that role? So obviously the CTSA was kind of formed, well the trust was formed back in 2006 um, and obviously then through the years it kind of amalgamated to be the CTSA. I, I was really passionate and still passionate about having a United fans group um, so I've had discussions before with Pat and Ad, or Pat specifically and GH show about unifying so that was kind of the first thing I wanted to do because I think there should be one um, and, th and those guys do a great job with the travel. Um, and obviously, and then building the relationship with the club, obviously building on the fan representation role and seeing what that could do for the fans. Um, got to remember everyone's volunteers with CTSA as well, so it, it's, it's a tough gig because people have obviously got jobs, families, um, and there's no resources. It's literally just you and the skills you've got and your laptop at home, really. Um, but ultimately, the CTSA is what the fans want it to be and what they put in as well. Um, and it's down to them to say what they want it to be as well, really. Um, whether that be an AGM, a board meeting, when we go and see the club and ask questions of that, they can call EGM. <coughs> I mean, they can call EGMs as well. Um, so we've obviously got our aims and objectives, which obviously as chair inherited, and there's got the constitution. I personally, as a football fan, um, have always wanted to kind of have a stake in the club. And that is part of the CTSA's aims. You look at the likes of Wickham and Exeter, uh, Portsmouth before, um, Wimbledon. I mean, it's great they're fan-owned. And that's kind of what I'd like the supporters' organisation of Corey Town Football Club to have at some point. 
Um, that's my personal opinion, and it is in, in the aims of the C2C as well. You mentioned a few challenges just now, but what would you say your main challenge was when you first joined? And would you say it's the challenges have changed now that you're looking forward? Seems so long ago now, two years ago. Um, I mean, I didn't really see any challenges at the start because it was kind of just embedding the fan representation process. I think as we've gone on, there's been a lot of questions around what do the CTSA do, which they're, they're, they're valid questions, to be honest with you, because... But as a supporters trust, I don't think everyone understands what a supporters trust is. It's not necessarily a supporters club that has social events every month. The supporters trust is there to liaise with the club and ensure it's running the fit and proper way. That's what supporters trust do. So they're not necessarily always going to be the good guys with the club. They're going to ask those challenging questions. Um, I think more recently, the challenges are um, increasing the uh, recognition of the CTSA and what it does um, and getting out and about. But again, ultimately, that that's also down to the fans. We're not we're not a business. We're not like this podcast who want to go and get get people involved. The CTSA are there for the fans, and it's what they want want it to be really. Um, and that's why I think I've been quite outspoken recently around the people that are critical. That's great. I'm I'm over to criticism, but how do they want to make it better? What ideas can they bring to the table? If you look at Twister Today, for example, there hasn't been any suggestions. It's just been feedback. So this is the feedback, this is what we think could do differently. There hasn't been any of that, and I think that's what we're lacking amongst the fan base. Um, we, you touched upon at the start about the proposed new supporters group, uh, which came from Paul and Kelly. So we were asked about that in June. Haven't heard anything since. Uh, we were open to discuss that, um, but I, I, I don't think personally it will ever come off the ground because the club will have to run it. And also, as a fan, there has to be, for me, an independent supporters group. Where that looks like, it needs to be trust-based. Whoever is on the committee or whatever, then that needs to happen. Because you look at the likes of Berry recently and Bolton and Gateshead previously, Notts County. There needs to be some sort of committee there that can be involved with the club on a monthly basis, understanding what's going on. Because when something goes wrong, they can be there to kind of correct it. Look at the Majid era 2006. That the Devil's Trust really helped back then. Um, and the sports was back then to, to make sure we didn't go into administration. Now, that that's just before my time. When you say the Devil's Trust helped out there, what did they do for those of us like me that don't yeah, know what I, happened? I was quite young then, to be honest with you. So I wasn't, I wasn't kind of involved it, it much in that. Um, I, I, didn't, I wasn't set up the formation. But basically what happened, because of the, the, uh, the bad stuff that went on, a group of fans got together and formed a trust. So if anything ever happened again there would be that trust there to ask those questions. And remember, the trust is a legal entity uh, which is a member of the FSA. So it's not just a group of people who meet in a pub once a month. There, there is background to that. And there's been a lot of talk recently about what do we do with the money. So I can't just say as chair, right, let's give 10 grand to whoever. The members and supporters have to vote on that at an EGM. We, we've jumped really far ahead in Sorry. our conversation. <laughs> That's all right, though. It's all good. We'll come back to all of that. Um one thing, I mean, this meeting all came about really from a Twitter conversation a little while ago and a podcast we did a couple of episodes ago where I, and I was speaking for myself, but I know it resonated with a lot of fans. And the real sort of summary question was, a lot of people don't really know at the moment what the CTSA stands for in itself. We know there's a constitution, but can you tell us in your words, what is the job of the CTSA? The CTSA is there to promote the club in the community, but also to work alongside the club to make sure that it's run in the fifth proper it's a proper way, um, and that that that's that that's what a trust is there for, really. So, and obviously, we want to raise money for the club, raise money for the charity and community. But that's what it's there for. Obviously, it did the travel in the past, doesn't do the travel now, and the GN GNH do a great job of that. Um, but that's also what it's there for. And you got to remember, I think when we're having a good time, the C to C profile is quite low because nothing's going on. But if you look back to when um, who was Paul Hayward, who 
it was quite high profile then. Uh, a bit around when Erdogan was having his fit and proper director's test, a bit around that. Um, and then back in the day when the Majids were around, it was really high profile. I remember we had a meeting in the town hall and there was hundreds of Crawley fans there. And I mean hundreds that were packed trying to find out what's going on because we didn't think we might, we might not be in existence. So I think at the moment there isn't really... People say there's not a need for the CTSA. Well, to, to a point, I can understand why they think that. Um, but obviously what we've agreed recently with the club, I think it's fantastic, is a res rollover. And you look at your poll today, 250 people voted, which is fantastic. If all of those people join res rollover, we'd raise a £7,000 for the club. So I'm looking forward to seeing every single one of them join up in the next few weeks and put their hands in their pockets. Are you saying that when the club's running well, when everything's going fine, there's no need for a CTSA? It's only in the bad times that you need a CTSA type group. You can't just switch it on and off. Um, And there's more we can do, but it's about having the resource. So all all the... Board members work full time, they've all got families. We we run a football festival which raised two thousand pounds last year for charity. We do the Easter egg appeal. But what what else do the fans want us to do and what else can we do with our resources is, is what I would probably say. Um and you look back through the history of Corey Town Sports organisations, what what have they done? What have they achieved? That there is no legacy, is there, around what they've achieved? Yeah, again, sort of before my time. Um, I haven't got an answer for that. I don't honestly know. Um, you mentioned there one of the things the CTA is, uh, is responsible for is um, sort of uh, holding the club accountable, we hear the term quite often. When it is a private company, in all senses, how can the CTSA hold the club accountable for anything, really? No, good question. So the government have launched legislation back in 2017 that every single uh, club should have at least, their fans should have at least two meetings a year with the board, uh, which is great to stop things that have happened in the past with some of the clubs like Chester and Hereford about to reform. So fortunately, the club do it more. We probably do one a quarter. So, um, But the, the club are really open and transparent with us. Um, I, I, must, I must say, Kelly and Erdem are great and Salim and Joe when they come to meetings. So but I'm not necessarily saying we want to steal their finances because actually we, you get to see that on Companies House anyway. But it could be understanding if the club's up for sale. Because you've got to remember, as you guys know, football's not a normal business. It's not a supermarket where people don't like it and just go elsewhere. This is, this is our football club. Um, and ultimately, the supporters will be there long after the owners, the manager and the player. We need to make sure that that football club's going to be there for the next generation. Um, and it's not about... People sometimes think we're a bit too intrusive and I, and I can see and understand that but if I look at the Erdem Conyers situation for example so he is, is now probably come out more in terms of what his role is as a club which is great He, I've got a fantastic relationship with Erdem and he does a great job for the club but ultimately if you think back to when we weren't sure what his role was if he was an unfit and poor person by the FA rules we could have had point instructions fines and so as an organisation if we, if we kind of just ignored that and something happened well as a trust, we would be going totally against our aims and objectives there. Was the, was the CTSA responsible for him going through that fit a proper person's test, though? W- would it have happened anyway that we know uh, of? We pushed it quite hard. And I think if you asked Erdem, it probably was down to us pushing for it. But ultimately, he passed it. And and, that, and that's great. And um, I've, I have conversations with Erdem regularly, and, and, he, and he, he is great for Town Football Club. But it was really important to make sure he was a fit upon person. Look back to Paul Hayward's situation. He was running the club and hadn't done the test for a while. And this again is before my time, but the CDC done the right thing then asking 
him to do the test. And, and again, he passed the test. Um, you mentioned something quite uh, good there, and Carol Bates uh, has put a question in. With regards to the Berry and Bolton situation, which you just mentioned, situation and recently, and plenty of other clubs previously in danger of getting into trouble financially, can you explain the importance of having an independent supporters organisation which is recognised and governed by the FSA, which is the Football Supporters Association? Yeah, I think it's vital because if if we were to have a Berry situation where an owner came in and hadn't ever been to the club, just paid a pound, we'd want to know about that as fans, not just the CTSA, but all the two thousand fans that come every other Saturday to the People's Pension Stadium. So, I think I think it's absolutely vital. And and when everything's going great, it, it's not a problem. But it's when things go wrong. Um, so I mean, I don't, I don't know the ins and outs of what the Berry Supporters Club or Supporters Trust did, but I bet they wish they were a lot closer to it now um, to be able to help out. But we, with our board meetings with the club, we're able to understand like when, if the club's up for sale, why it might be up for sale, what they're kind of focusing on going forward. So I, I think for, for football fans, it's absolutely imperative. Is it imperative for football club? No, because a lot of football clubs probably see it as a hindrance. I'd, I'd like to think that the club don't see CDSA as that but I think as a fan I, I I would be devastated if my club or any club didn't have a supporters trust to be there when things do go wrong and and when things do go wrong let's say the club has got no money what can the CTSA really do in that situation how can they help well, so as members of the FSA, we've got a lot of network that's available to us and a lot of information, a lot of support. Um, so, for example, if, if for example, we're into administration next week, the FSA would have experience of handling that with other clubs so we could seek their advice on what to do. Uh, obviously, we haven't got loads of money, but that money could be used to pay off some creditors or debtors to keep us afloat, if you like, and if the members voted for that, and I would obviously 100% be voting for that. Whereas if we didn't have that, There'd be no one there, would there, to, to help and support? I mean, if football nowadays is very expensive, Crawley Town, I think their expenditure is £25,000 per week. Um, I know you've got twenty grand in the bank, so what happens in week two when the money's yeah, no, kind of no, gone? No, no, I mean, don't get me wrong. I mean, we, we had conversations at the board meeting in June about um, having a stake in the club. That that was part of the conversation, but £20,000 £20, not necessarily going to buy a large stake in that. Um, but I think... When I say we want a stake in the club, we couldn't just go and buy it with twenty grand. But fans might want to put a hundred pound in to get a, to get a share and things like that. You remember, we are a very very small club as well. So I spoke about Wickham and Exeter and Portsmouth. They're, they're much bigger clubs than us. Um, but that that twenty grand, I get why people think it's just sitting there doing nothing. But we could just give it to the club. But then what are they going to do with it, with all due respect? I mean, we've paid off players this year for tens of thousands of pounds. It could just go to that. And I, and I, and I, and I trust the club. I'm confident with the owners. But actually, at some point, they will go. That, that's, that's life. That's football. And then we will, might need that money to support in some other way. But if the members want to get together and say, right, actually, guys, we want to give that 20 grand to, to, to do whatever, sign a player, or, or great, fine. If they, if they want to do it and the, and the members vote that and it wins in fun. It's been sat there a long time, that's all. I think that's the, I think that's people's frustration. It just seems to have been sat there for a long time. Yeah, it has, yeah, yeah. Gaining no interest and not doing a lot. Whereas it's interest. It's, well, <laughs> not a lot. Not point five percent maybe. Um now, we had an incident a month or so back when the CTSA were heavily criticised for delaying their backing of a poll set up by an independent fan to encourage the local council to back plans for a new training grade. A statement was released by yourselves, I think it was the following day, but it was a delay in backing that poll. Uh, got a lot of criticism. In hindsight, do you think it was a mistake not to put your support behind that immediately? In hindsight, yes. However, um, we obviously, the club had told us about the plans. 
um, and we are obviously fully behind it. And then the petition gets raised, and, I, and this is me personally speaking. The petition still to this day doesn't make sense to me. If you look at the wording of it, I'm not quite sure what it's aimed at achieving. I know what it's aimed at achieving, but the wording doesn't demonstrate that. And if you look at what's happened since that petition, it, it's not needed because it's going to a blind tender anyway. Um, so the reason we had a delay, I think it was the, the poll was created on a Friday. We contacted the club over the weekend for clarity. They responded Monday with a statement. As soon as that statement came out, we were fully behind it. What we didn't want to do was, and in hindsight, it's probably a mistake, was support something that we weren't sure, wasn't sure was it true or not. Um, and also whether the club were happy with the petition. Because actually, I can share with you, the council aren't very impressed with the petition. That they they feel it's actually wound them up a bit. So um, and that and that's from speaking to people at the council. So why is it wound them up? Because they because. Where's the information in the public domain to say it's for sale? Where's the information to say that Crawley aren't going to get it? Because we don't know who's going to get it. I know who the other two people are who are in for it. Paul Hayward's got far much more money than those two individuals or those two organisations. So I don't I don't think it was required. I absolutely it's great that they got nearly nine hundred people behind it, which is fantastic. Um now you, you represent the fans' voice. Nine hundred fans' voices were behind it. Yep. Do you think you aligned yourself too closely to the club instead of doing your what is in your constitution to represent the fans? Uh, yeah, good question. It's hard, isn't it? Because on the one hand we're getting criticised for not supporting the club, and on the other hand we're getting criticised for being too close to the club. So I think yeah, look, I think in hindsight we probably should have supported it earlier, but we, we didn't. I'm happy to take that on board. Um, also, we're now in a position where we're in a blind tender. Hopefully, obviously, Paul's not a sporting organisation, but I still hope that obviously we'll win that blind tender and it still goes ahead uh, because he's talking about creating his own company to buy it and then lease the club. I'm not sure the council will be before that. Hopefully, they are because a training ground is imperative to our future. Um, but yeah, I, I get the criticism for that. Um, yeah, well, I'll take that on board. And, and going forward, do you think um, that you are still aligning yourselves too closely with the club? I guess what I'm trying to get to here is whether you're more of a supporters representation here or, or you're wanting to be more of a club representation. I suppose you wanted uh, to get the fine line between both of them. It's, I'm just saying it because of a recent... Yeah, no, that's a good question. I mean, if you look, look at the Can I just say a recent oh, sorry, tweet sorry. that was put out by you guys, which is why I'm saying this, is that you're delighted to announce uh, you'll be working closely with Crawley Town to help them increase their revenue streams. Um, and I understand you wanted to help the club with all of this, but it kind of feels like with that tweet and some of the other tweets you put out as well, that you've kind of sold yourself to the club. Do you think that you've aligned yourself too closely to the club? And and if you haven't, what do you do to represent the fans' voices? What do you do to ensure that you're getting a, a clean representation across the board? I don't think we sold ourselves to the club. I think, I think if you look back to so when we were kind of asking Erdem's to take his director's test, there was a lot of negativity from fans about us being negative towards the club and questioning his integrity. And then the bit around the res rollover. I, I don't understand how us working with the club to raise money for them has got any negative points. I think it's all positive for me. We're, we're, we're doing all the legwork as an organisation to raise money for the club. That, that doesn't still mean that we're not going to question things that go on. Um at all so um in terms of what was the sort of second question to that? well how do you represent um, oh, well, fans okay. across the board yeah i think obviously we we have an e we have an agm uh 23 people turned up to this one slightly more than the last one i think what's probably disappointing me with the fan representation i don't think the supporters have used it as wise as they could so we had a board meeting last week we put on facebook and twitter um and we've got over a thousand followers on each for questions we don't have any questions not one question from 2000 fans for the club why do you think that is? Um, 
I don't know, I'd like to know. And I, I probably part of it might be what we're coming back with isn't good enough. But I think some of the information we've come back is back with is really good. Um previously but people could ask questions for example so everyone's like oh why, why is jimmy smith gone but someone could have said to me ask about jimmy smith no one did as an example there could be an example about where did we you ask about jimmy smith i did ask about jimmy smith yeah i asked i asked loads of questions um because but and, and probably some of them that would be answered um oh sorry wanted to be asked by other people as well but people could have asked where are we at the training ground how how's the club finding horsham um What's the budget this year compared to last year? Because the squad's quite big. What are the aspirations? Because obviously, if you look at Erdem on your on your rival podcast, they evaded the question. Yeah, quite the, well, the one they? you've sponsored. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No hard feelings. I was waiting for you. With fans' money. <laughs> yeah, from the Reds rollover. Yeah. So no, that's a good question. I, I, I think look, we we represent the fans, but we also need to work closely with the club because ultimately we, we are the fans' organisation. But we need to have that relationship where we can still question them. And I and I think what what I'd I'd, I'd hope Kelly and Joe and Erdem say is that we do have really challenging conversations, but in the right spirit, and and we move things forward. Your relation, your relationship with the club at the moment is currently the best you've ever known it. It seems pretty positive. Yeah, I mean, I've only I've only been involved for two years, but if you look at what's happened in the last two to three years, so didn't have fan representation, then we got it, we've still got it, and then the club are giving it to us for free. I think. That's fantastic. How many other clubs in the EFL can say they get to meet with the, the owners of the club three to four times a season and ask them questions? Not many. Um, unfortunately, Zaya's never been present, as he, the owner. Um, you paid eight grand for that board representation. And again, this is all kind of fans' money. Do you think that was money well spent? Um, that deal was broken before my time. I think my response would be, we're currently getting criticised for not giving the club £20,000. We gave them eight thousand pounds. Do you know what they did with so that eight thousand? I don't know off the top of my head. No, um, and I think that's what's really good about the Reds rollover. So the club are fully behind it because if we say we raise five grand, let's use the figure, the Reds rollover members can then vote what that goes on. It's not just going to go in the club's coffers. So, for example, Kelly spoke at the board meeting around she'd like to get a pop-up shop. So when there's like the Ferngate sixes on, she can take it and try and promote the club. That costs about three grand, but then the fans could pay for that. Um, Why can't you pay for that out the twenty thousand? If the fans vote, voted for it, an EGM we could do. We, we so what, what's could. an EGM, just to clarify the It's acronym. an em- emergency general meeting. So as a member, you could call for one um, and ask for a new chair or a new board or or talk about a subject that they're not happy with or think we can move forward. A- any member can do that. So that needs to happen every time money is spent out of that pot? No, 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 no. I mean, we're talk- if you're talking about the reserves of £20,000, then yeah, absolutely. But if someone came to us and said we'd like to use some money for this, then we'd probably ask the membership and and amongst the board discuss it. But I mean, that's never really happened in my last two two years of tenure, that sort of money being spoke about. We've only really just kind of had a settled balance, really. And I've got the accounts here. The accounts are available for people at the AGM. Any members allowed to look at the accounts. Um, and we haven't got a problem with that at all. Um, again, it was £8,000 for that. I know it's often called a seat on the board. It's not a seat on the board, is it? It's is a, it's a meeting with the board quarterly. So that's £2,000 per meeting that you've had in the last year. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I mean, Ag- Again, uh, just you didn't answer the question. Do you think that's a good investment? No, not at all. Who, who made that? Who was in control of that investment in the past? It, it, was, the pre- it was the previous board who agreed it. I when I took over, we, we took months and months to get our first one and then we didn't get many. And that's why we got the extension. So 
this current year is is free if you like because we weren't happy of what we got um so no, no it wasn't a good deal at all for what we got in return um but the money's gone to the club to support the club which is what ultimately the fans at the moment probably would would want so you get your quarterly let's sort of like a q and a Q&A with the board what's the most positive thing that you think has come out of those meetings that you've been in recently or over over your the last four let's say the last eight grand the last four Positives in terms of what 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 communication they've shared, or have you got value for money? Where where have you? Let's say you haven't got value for money at the moment. Where have you got some value for money out of that eight thousand pounds? Well, I think they've been quite transparent. Well, if you look at it, it depends what what you'd want out of it, really. Well, I, I want transparency and honesty, and we've got that all. We've got that for the last year, so that's what I would say we've got. We have got out of it. Um, at the start, it was a bit. We had to work quite hard to get there. But they've shared the budget with us last season. They've shared where that sits with everybody else. Um, they've spoke openly about the Junior Reds and the training grounds. I think they're, they're quite honest with us. Because we mention every so often like the holding, uh, holding the club accountable. Can you think of anywhere where you have held the club accountable for a specific thing? I, I think the fit and proper to, uh, person's test for Erdem is, is the main one. Um, because ultimately, if he hadn't passed that, or anyone in the club was working without that, then we're opening ourselves up to, to, to sanctions potentially from the football authorities. And all of the things you just mentioned, um, as in the club being transparent, uh, telling you what their accounts are, um, finding out what people are really doing in the club, do you not think they're all things that are available through the fans forum, which is a free thing for anyone to go to? Yeah, good question. Um, depends if people ask the right questions, I suppose, um, and whether they want to divulge that. Because they, they do give us some information that they'd ask us not to share. Um, but that's a good question. Um, you could answer some of it is, absolutely. Um, I'd, I'd say the last forum was quite tame. I was quite surprised at some of the questions that were asked. But um, yeah, to an extent it will be. But I think the fan representation role is going to be as good as the fans use it. That's what it's going to And as good as the rep is. So the rep was uh, up for election at the last AGM. No one stepped forward. And you could argue, does that demonstrate the poor impact that it, the roles had? Yeah, potentially. Because I think it was three or four did before. Um, but I'm, 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 I think it's invaluable. Absolutely. As a fan, I think it's invaluable. Um, just going back to the delay in uh, back in that poll, and we're going back to like a half a conversation now. One of the most vocal critics online was Paul Hayward. What's the CTSA's relationship like with Paul? I wouldn't say we've got one, to be honest with you. Um, I've never met Paul. I've offered to meet Paul. Paul's offered to speak to me on the phone. I prefer face-to-face conversations. He's I, quite far away. I know, he's quite far away. But he came to solve again, didn't he? And he, he didn't tell us he was coming, otherwise it would have been good to meet him. Um, but I mean, I, I don't, I'm not going to talk about the past because before my time. No one can criticise an individual that pumps in millions of pounds to this football club. It, I'd, I'd be naive and a fool to sit here and criticise him because ultimately he took us to the FA Cup runs we had in the League One. So I'm not going to criticise him. I would love to ask him a question one day around why he didn't want to be known during his tenure, but now he does. Love to know why. Because um, I do see that might be a bit strange. I'm sure he's listening. He'll answer sure that he, for he you. Answer it. Yeah, he might, he might come on and answer it. You never know. Um, but I'm not. I'm never going to criticise the guy. I, I, I don't necessarily like the way he's criticised to say on social media. I don't think that's helpful. Um, at all because w- w- what are you going to gain from that do you think uh, it's untrue what he's saying then is that why you don't like the criticism or uh, or is it because it just doesn't sit right with you and it's maybe picking at points that are true uh, untrue what in terms of what statements as in the things that he says to the, the CTSA the criticism he makes do you not like it because it's made over social media do you not like it because it's untrue uh, or do you like not like it because it is true and it's 
for not exa- sitting right. For example, when he vocally criticised you for not backing the poll. Yeah, obviously that that was fair, but probably the way he'd done it. But if you look at today, he's asking for us to donate the twenty thousand pounds to the club. We can't just do that. So that he obviously doesn't understand how supporters trust works, which is actually not a problem because not a lot of people do. Um, and I understand why he'd think, why can't they just put money into the club? And obviously, you've got to remember the CTSA at the time Paul was in charge, they were the ones who asked questions around the ownership, and he probably didn't like that very much because obviously he was the owner at the time. But actually, in hindsight. The seed say ball at the time did the right thing because it wasn't Dave Posture who was chairman who said he was all along. It, it was Paul with the money. So, um, and luckily w- that was okay and it was all done correctly with the authorities. But I can understand why he didn't like someone being intrusive into his business. But as we touched upon earlier, a football club's not a normal business. It is. It is support. It's about supporters who come two or three times a month to the stadium to watch the team. It's not a normal business where you can just go elsewhere. So I wouldn't. I wouldn't say necessarily all his criticisms untrue probably the way he's done it potentially is not necessarily the the right way but Paul's only on social media isn't he as, as you as you said you and he's on the other side of the country so he can't can't talk about things face to face but look he's invested millions of pounds in his football club so that was sort of your view that um you're never going to criticize him I completely agree with that but in terms of the CTSA you said there's no relationship whatsoever for, for somebody that's so pivotal in the club in the past and now, he's subsidising travel costs. He's willing to put £20,000 into buying a new scoreboard. He's mentioned again today another twenty grand for you guys to go halfers on repairing the East Stand. How can there be no relationship with somebody that is so pivotal to the success of Crawley Town Football Club? What relationship could we have with him? So he doesn't work for the club? He doesn't work for the club, no. no. Nor do you? No. The sports organisation has a relationship with the club, and is Paul, asking. I would argue that Paul's got a better relationship with the club than the CTSA. Oh has. no, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not challenging that. What I'm saying is, Paul doesn't make decisions on behalf of the club. The club do. So, if a, the club makes a decision, that's the club making decision. It might be influenced by Paul, but that's the club. We we could build a relationship with Paul, um, and I'm open to doing that. But they wouldn't be increasing the relationship with the club by doing so. But does it not make sense to have all the parties that have Crawley Town's best interests at heart? So let's say that's the club, that's the CTSA, that's Paul, that's GH Coaches. Why can't you all, and you can only speak for yourself here, I'm very aware of that. Why can't you all just get in a room and go in one direction? I absolutely totally agree. June 25th, uh, we were asked if we wanted to do that. We said yes. Haven't heard anything since. We, when, you we, say, when you say asked if you wanted to do what, sorry? Have, have a joint supporters group. We were asked at the board meeting and we said, yep, yeah, we're open to listen. We're happy to do that. Haven't heard anything since. Um, I've, I've discussed back in May, uh, myself and Pat had a meeting with representatives representative of the club trying to build that relationship. Haven't heard anything since about that either. So so don't worry, we've, we've, we've said yes and we're open to listen, but no one's come forward. So if, if Paul wants to come and sit with us in a room with GH Avenue Club, we'll be the first ones there. Okay, I did, I did speak to Paul today actually, um, and he is absolutely going ahead with that um, new supporters group. Um, and I think what the situation is at the moment with the scoreboard, with lots of other things going on, and the training ground, it's it's too much to put in the pot at once. But it will still be going ahead. So I would love to see everybody in one room, and we can facilitate it if you like, straight red um, or a bit of bully. But um, yeah, I think it's the best that everybody sort of gets on on the same page because it's been far too long this situation, um, and even Twitter this afternoon is it's 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 entertaining to watch. I'll be honest, but you sometimes just want everybody to get along. 
Yeah, absolutely. I mean, whatever supporters group there is, it needs to be independent. In my opinion, it's my opinion. It needs to be trust based as well, which I don't. When know. you say trust based, just explain what that means. So it needs to be a supporters trust because then you've got the backing of the FSA. If it's just a supporters group, it's just those ten people in the room. Whereas with the backing of the FSA, that, that that that's that's pretty important. So, and if you're if you're too close to the club, um, which you've mentioned we are, are at times in in your opinion recently then you're not going to be able to be trust-based. And, and I don't know what Paul's plans are because obviously the club will be the ones who want to run it. I don't know if they've got the resources for that. Um, but that that's my opinion. Also, if if the CTSA is going to be dissolved or changed or merged or whatever, that's down for the members to decide. It's not my decision. Because you Paul's mentioned decision. it, I think it was the, la- was the last AGM notes. I've got it here somewhere. Yeah, But you were quite supportive. I think it might have been your notes from the last two board meetings with the club ago. And it was all seemed fairly supportive from your side about going ahead with a, a new version of a supporters club. And then there was a mention on what would happen with, happen with the money. So from your side, you are open to that new sort of like Phoenix supporters club. Are you asking Sam as a chair, current chair of the season, or are you asking Sam as a fan? Both. Sa- Sam, Sam as a fan... I want to see United supporters group, 100%. Um, and Sam, as a fan, I want there to be a supporters trust because for the future, if anything goes wrong. Sam, as a current CTSA chairman, I, I think it is important, very important, there is a supporters trust. And, and, and whether that's the name change, the CTSA has to evolve, has to do things differently, has to adapt, needs new ideas, absolutely. And if that new supporters group is bringing that, great. That's why we're open to discussions. Um, but... It, everyone needs to be on board. Do you think at the moment the CTSA in its current form is not working very well? What, why would you say it's not working? Because you've got 23 members, 14 people are on the Reds rollover, um, your AGM had 23 people. People aren't particularly interested in the CTSA. I think it goes back to what I've said before in this in this podcast around it. people people need to buy into it. We, we we can only do so much. Um, it's the interest, isn't it? If this new supporters group gets more interested, gets more interest, fantastic. But it's down to the fans. And you, people will say, yeah, but you should go out and do more. But remember, we're volunteers, it's resources. And what more do people want us to do? I think if you look at the benefits of being a CTSA member, it's only £5, which I think is brilliant. But the benefits are 10% off in the club shop, which the club do most of the time anyway and discounted uh, priority tickets after season ticket holders. Why would I want to become a CTSA member? And I'm speaking on behalf of lots of fans here as well, because we got, let's say we've got 2,000 fans, you've got 23 members. So I'm speaking on behalf of 99% of fans here. What, why should I become a CTSA member? Up until a Norwich game, not much reason, because there are many cup games, is there? Um, and that's a fair, it's a fair challenge. Um, and, I, and I've I've said this at a lot of our CTSA meetings, why would people want to become a member? I think it goes back to the point earlier around when stuff goes wrong, they've got a vote to have. But at the moment, we're not really voting for much. There's not much going on. And also, I've 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 been very keen over the last two years to don't have to be a CTSA member to talk to us or ask questions. So we don't go, no, you're not a member. We're not going to raise that for you. So we've let everyone do that. But I, I absolutely get people's questions around the benefits. And obviously, since the travel has gone, the CTSA, there is less benefits. You're absolutely right. Um, so hopefully, Paul's idea for new supporters group might be able to have have um, uh, more benefits. And we actually nicked Paul's idea. I'll, I'll happily open, openly be open and honest about it. With the Reds rollover idea around, his his idea was to have a money ring fence and then the supporters vote on it. 
we've kind of nicked that for the Reds rollover. And I'd like everyone to get behind the Reds rollover, to be honest with you, because that's only going to benefit the club. And I get there's only 16 members. And we've thought long and hard around, is why is that? Is it because we're not doing like the Golden Gamble presence on match days uh, and, and, and what have you? That's why we've kind of want the club to support us. Because I mean, the money's going to the club. Um, so, yeah. So we've talked a lot about this new supporters group that might be forming at some point, although you say you're yet to hear anything formal proposed by the club. Where's the room for the CTSA in the future then? Is there no room for the CTSA with this new supporters club or will there be room for the CTSA? What, what's your opinion as, as chair currently? I think it's too early to, to say that because we haven't had any proposals put to us. We had one meeting where it was discussed and we said we're happy to get in the room and talk about it. Um, so I, I can't answer that question now. I, I reiterate though, whatever happens, in my opinion, the Crawley Town supporters need to have a supporters trust. You mentioned there quite um, honestly about Nick and one of Paul's ideas. He's currently subsidising travel for the last two games and all games in October as well. Would you nick that idea? Because let's say he's not going to fill that hole forever. You've got 20 grand in the bank. Could you use some of that money to subsidise fans travel, away travel? If the members voted for that, then yeah. If a member came to me and said, Sam, we can, I want to propose giving 10 grand to the club to sign a left-back, the members voted for it, we'll do it. It's not, yeah, it'll it's, be a rubbish left-back. Well, <laughs> it, 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 it's not my money. It, it's, it's the supporters' organisation's money. So they can vote for whatever it wants to go on. Um, I know what I'd vote for, but everyone's got their... So if a member came to you now and said, Sam, I'd like the CTSA to hold a vote on spending five grand on subsidising away travel, does it go through a process of approval or does it just happen? What's what's the authority that member has? In term, when you say approval... So you... Let's say a fan comes to you. I, let's say I'm a member of the CTSA. I come to you and say, Sam, I think we need to spend five grand on subsidising away travel. Can you take it from here? What, what happens next? I, I must admit, I, I don't know about looking in depth with that because it's never happened before, but it wouldn't be just a case of six people sitting around a table and saying yes or no. We'd need to probably ask the members what they think. Um, and, and if they think yes, then, then great, go for it. But uh, going back to my point, my personal opinion would be I think we need to keep that money for something later on if something goes wrong. I guess <laughs> I'm not trying to pick on you with the money here at all. Uh, don't, don't see it as that at all, but... What I'm trying to, I guess, voice is the frustration by quite a few people who have commented on, on many of our posts who are a bit annoyed that the money hasn't been used for anything for many years. And, and what you're saying still is that it probably wouldn't be used for maybe many years because you're trying to keep it there in case something goes wrong. Is is that the idea with this 20k or so? The the, the aims and objectives of CSA has always been to have a stake in the club. So that's what it's ultimately there for. But it could be that so if it's for that because someone might buy the club and say actually we want to give the fans 5% and then that 20 grand added by some more money from other people will get a 5% instead. I, I, I don't I don't know I, I as chair don't want to spend the fans money willy nilly so let, let's just say you buy a 5% stake in the club surely you're then responsible for 5% of the 25 grand it costs to run the club every week well look we, we, we haven't even spoke about this with the club it hasn't been, been in topic conversation so I I wouldn't know the ins and outs of that. It depends what... I mean, what we did talk about was potentially having what we call a non-exec role. So say we had 5-10%, we'd put in a figure, um, and but then we wouldn't then match, put any more in after that. Does that make sense? So if, if the club was struggling or whatever, because we wouldn't have the funds to. Um, but that, that would have to be a deal that's brokered. I mean, ultimately, again, I wouldn't be deciding that. That would be the fans and the board, etc. But... 
it, I, I get people's frustrations around the money sitting. I, I, t- I totally get it. But will anything change with it, or is it still going to sit there? Ultimately, is the question I suppose I'm asking. It, it's down to the members to decide. I think the CTSA is not around to fund the club's outgoings or the club's debts. That that's not what the CTSA is there for. However, we've created the Reds rollover that could help fund that on top of the money that's in the bank. Um, but if someone wants to come forward and propose we give them away to the club, go for it. So I guess what we're saying to the listeners is, if you're unhappy with the money sitting there, speak, become a member, speak to the CTSA, and, and something will happen with that money. Yeah, yeah. Ask, ask for a vote to, to change it, yeah. So we love polls here at, uh, at the Straight Red Podcast. And, of course, you know that we did a poll over the last 24 hours asking our followers, whether they felt the CTSA was keeping up with their aims. Now, in case you don't know what the aims of the CTSA are, there's there's five aims that they have on their website. You can go check it out, but I'll quickly brisk over them. Uh, the first aim is to be democratic and represent the voice of the supporters. The second aim is to achieve uh, the greatest possible supporter and community influence. The third aim is to promote responsible and constructive community engagement. The fourth aim is to uh, operate democratically, fairly, sustainably and transparency with financial responsibility and also to help the club do that as well. And the fifth and final aim is to be positive, inclusive, representative, basically of anyone, uh, regardless of their age, income, ethnicity, gender, disability, sexuality or religious or moral beliefs. I thought you were going to brisk over it. (laughs) That was it word for word. Well, you have to include everyone. So, um, Ewan, I think uh, the results of that... um, poll were, were quite uh, one way in fact there were 245 responses and 71% of people who voted on that poll obviously this is not reflective of the whole fan base because it's only 245 people but 71% of people thought uh, that the CTSA were not upholding their uh, aims and values what, what's your feeling about that figure? Um, firstly it's the most response we've had to a poll so far isn't it so, so well done guys but there must be a lot of people on Twitter between 6.30 and 7.30 in the morning having their breakfast because there was 100 votes this morning I think Twitter's well known for lagging in its votes and we actually had a few people say I voted but nothing changed in the numbers so I think it was a lag delay it's definitely the biggest numbers we've had 245 I think the biggest poll before that was 150 um, and I'll be honest, I thought 29% was pretty good for you guys. Because in, in previous polls that we've had, well, we've had about 150 votes. And I've got reference to one here. I can't remember what it was. I think it was regards, um, should should the fans have um, re- responded to the poll a bit quicker? I don't, I don't want to keep going back to this poll, but should have they responded quicker? And it was like 94%, yes. So you got 10 votes. So you've gained 60 votes from somewhere. That's a positive, but I still think that final result is absolutely reflective of what we see in social media. So again, um, Jonathan's question, that figure, how do you feel about that? Only 29% feel that you're living up to those five aims of your constitution. We've got to take it on the chin and we take the feedback, which I'm happy to do. I think what I'd li- what I'd like is some of those people to come forward with what they want us to do differently. Um, because it's great saying yes or no, but what are we going to do differently? And how would they do that on on social media? Just tweet tweet you guys, or yeah, I think probably probably a bit more professional would be email us, come to a meeting. We we open up all our board meetings. People. We had two people come on Tuesday to our board meeting, but I'm happy I'm happy to take ideas and criticisms on board and move. Of course I am, I'm, because ultimately my job at the moment is to serve the fans. If people think I can do it better, which I'm sure I can, then give me the ideas and tools to do that. 
Um, Dan Palmer actually asked a question, and you've referred a couple of times to people having ideas but not coming forward. Dan asked, was it difficult seeing this CTSA being criticised constantly by fellow supporters of the club? Did any of those supporters step forward and offer to help you to improve the perception of the CTSA, which in turn helps the club? I think you've probably answered it already, but we've got quite a few questions we want to try and read through. Yeah, no one has. No one has. So, um, yeah, it's disappointing, really, because... Do you think there's any reason for it? I'm not that scary, am I? Um, I've got no idea, to be honest with you. The, the, the AGM was the best opportunity. Um, and that was very positive. And a lot of people were like, why do we need a new sports group? I'm being honest with you. Because um, we had a lot of feedback before that. I was expecting a big turnout. Lots of people said they'd be there and they weren't there. So, ultimately, I don't know. I don't know, Ewan. Um Andy Salmon asked, first of all, how many members do you have? Is it 23? Is, is that... It's slightly more than that. Okay. So everyone who's a seen to get older becomes a member. Oh, that's a way around it, isn't it? Yeah, but I'm not going to count those. Um, and then you've and you've got all the Reds rollover members. So I think it's about 25 to 30, so it's not a lot. So all season ticket holders are members of the CTSA. Yeah. yeah. Do you think they know that? Probably not. Why do no. you think that is? Why do they not know that? Because probably it's not advertised well enough. Because that, that increases the votes by... One and a half thousand that you've got, potentially. It's not one and a half thousand seems to go. Roughly. It's about 600. Is that the right number, is it? It's less than a thousand, 100%. Oh, okay, yeah, that's yeah. interesting. We didn't. We, we mentioned on the last podcast, we didn't actually know the number. I didn't we knew it, was, it as uh, rose by 4%. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, 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 av- the average worse. gate's 1,800, so mm. I don't... Half of that's not seen to go. That's incredible. Yeah, well, we, well, I'll try and confirm actually with the club the actual number. We didn't know. I could, um, be wrong. could be wrong. Andy Salmon's question was going on. So we said, how many members do you have and what plans to increase the numbers then if low numbers don't represent the fan base very well? The, 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 what he's saying is that the more members you've got, the better the represent, representation of the fan base. Have you got any plans to increase those numbers? Uh no, give me some ideas. Res rollover, we're hoping we'll do it because what we don't want to do res rollover is all the forms will be around the club on match day. They're going to support that through Twitter and their podcast promoting it. Um, so I'd like to get more members, but I'm ha- I'm open to ideas. One one idea. Um, you've got a good relationship with the club. I think one of the things when people become a member, they want to know what they're getting and the the benefits as we've mentioned at the moment aren't very good. Um, have you had a discussion with the club what they could offer? Maybe every CTSA member gets uh, a free ticket to bring a friend with them. Yeah, that's a good idea. They, they're already g- giving us every month a um, some prizes for Res Rollover. So two seats in the executive area and a signed programme. So they're already doing that. Um, but yeah, that's a good shout. I can bring that with the club. Okay. Um, Jonathan, where will we go in next? So you as a chairman, I believe, are stepping down. Ruben Watts asks, why do you feel the need to stand down? Um, so when I obviously when I reluctantly took the role on, I, I wanted to make a difference. I feel that I'm going to struggle to make a difference anymore. I run a multi-million pound operation for a job. I've got a family. I haven't got the time to move it on as much as what the fans want. Um, so that's why I made the decision to step down. No one's come forward to replace me. Um, so will you not step down until someone comes to replace you, basically? In my chair's report, I've said I'll step down once a replacement is found or at the end of September. That's that's what I've said. Um, so I haven't. I don't believe I've got the resources or the time to move it forward to the expectation that the supporters have. Personally. Roughly, just so other people have an awareness if they want to become the chair. What what's the sort of average amount of time that you have to put in per week? Say, just really roughly off the top of your head, I suppose. Two or three hours. It depends. So um, it depends what's happening. So if it's a football festival or something like that. It's a lot. Um, if it's an AGM, it's a lot. 
but yeah, it's a, it's a few hours a week. Um, yeah. Um, Sam Cook asks, it's quite relevant to ask this now, what are the day-to-day duties of the CTSA? We know you have meetings with the club regularly, but apart from that, let's say like Jonathan just said, somebody steps forward, what are you expecting them to do sort of day-to-day? As a chair? As a chair, or I think the treasurer is stepping down as well. Is that, I mean, yeah. How many spots are available at the moment on the board? Well, you can have as many board members as you want. Okay. Um, so is it, is it a minimum number, though, isn't there? Minimum five, yeah. Minimum five. Um, there isn't, I want to say it's day-to-day, but it's probably week-to-week. I mean, I look after social media. We've asked um, a while ago for someone to start, come forward and do that. Maybe someone who wants to put on their CVs for a future job. Um, so th- there's obviously doing that um, when I can fill it in. Um, there's obviously, And then there's the meetings with the club and maybe emails from fans or whatever. Because you get a few emails from people who want to contact the official, if you like, supporters organisation of the football club. But it's more weekly than, than daily. Mm-hmm. Now, you've got the Reds rollover, which has had a revamp this year. Um, have you had an increase in numbers in that yet? I know it's only very recent, not yet. I think we're up to 18, 19 now, um, which is the highest ever been. So, um, not at the moment. And but you're sponsoring the club podcast, which is brilliant through gritted teeth. Nothing personal. <laughs> um, but, I mean, you spent your entire profits i believe from last year on sponsoring reds rollover again they only get 250 listeners that's all your profits gone is is that a wise investment of fans money good question so um we ummed and ahed a lot about this to the board and it was a bit of turn and throwing around decision making the reds rollover is designed for the profits to go towards a fan representation role so to the club I felt it was really important to make sure that money still went to the club because now the club is saying we can have it for free I didn't want that money just to sit on top of that 20 grand. Didn't think that was right. Um, so I said to the club, what could we use it for? There was bits around sponsoring players. But I wanted to use it to something that was going to improve the profile of Res Rollover and therefore hopefully promote more people to use it and make the club more money ultimately. And sponsoring a player's shirt, just sitting in a programme, whereas if they're doing a clip on the podcast, appreciate it might not be to loads of people, people might think, oh, what's Res Rollover? I'll go on the website. So that, that that's the decision we made with that. Um, it's only for one season. Um, it was all the profit, so it's £400. But I'd like to think that next few years we can get into the thousands of pounds and then the fans are voting for what it goes towards. So Red Roller Rollover is one idea to raise revenue. Um, are there any others in place? We haven't at the moment. Um, that's the revenue we want to raise for the club. We have the football festival that we run um, every May, which is the club support, which we're really grateful for, that we raise money for charity. Um, So there there, there isn't at the moment, no, but again, open to ideas, absolutely. And um, any any money raised, again, just going back to that point, any money raised from Red's Red's Rollover, the fans, or sorry, the CTSA members will decide where that is spent? The Red's Rollover members will decide, yeah. Sorry, yeah, Red's Rollover members, yeah. Every single penny. So... um, all the money will either go to the members themselves through their prizes or the club. The CTC will not take a penny, which you, which anyone can see in our accounts. As a group that only made, what was it, £699 profit last year, what authority do you have to provide advice on increasing revenue streams to the club? I haven't got any authority. Um, the club have recently asked for people to come forward with ideas <clears throat> on how to raise money for the club. We, we don't necessarily need to give them ideas, but we what's the harm in raising money for the club to then give us free ideas on what to spend on then the fans vote um erdem is really passionate about driving revenue streams for the club even if this only makes a thousand pounds that's a thousand pounds that hasn't been made before so so what what's the harm in it is what i would say so what we're saying openly here is we we've like you said we've seen the club tweet it and urban tweet it and yourselves 
the club are sort of desperate for ideas to increase revenue. I wouldn't say desperate. Any 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 business is going to want to create avenues for money, aren't they? And I think ultimately we've got to be grateful to Zia because he puts in nearly a million pounds every single season. How long is he going to want to do that for? Ultimately, we'd like to be self-sustainable. There's only a handful of clubs in the football league that are sustainable. If we can have revenue streams that enable us to get close to that, then obviously every single fan should be behind that. What are your thoughts on the uh, the Norwich increasing crowd and the failure to currently retain those fans? Something we talked about in the long last podcast, but as a fan, we'd love your opinion because people criticise my opinion. <laughs> it's really interesting. I think it's really hard, actually. I can't remember what big game it was after, but where we did a, uh, a £5 a game for Burton Albion in a league game after a cup game. We only, we only had 3,000. I can't remember what game it was. It wasn't the main night game, but it was one that was either Reading or Stoke or something like that. And I remember thinking then, £5, we've got those people in, but the club lost money on that. And I think it's really hard because the club could have done something like £10 ticket, £5 ticket, but would it have increased the gate or would it have just got people who would have gone anyway going cheaper? Um, I think it's a difficult question. Really. I think you don't always know what goes on behind the scenes. I, Tom Allman's a quiet lad, but he's doing a great job as marketing. And I know that um, Kelly really wanted that role in the club and and we've got it now. I think ultimately with Crawley, you go to Freebridge Station on a Saturday lunchtime, there's loads of people going to Brighton, Palace, Tottenham, Chelsea, Arsenal, namely London Club. Um, they need to be caught young. Junior Reds is a fantastic scheme. Shirts for school is an incredibly good scheme. It's brilliant, isn't the, it? The, yeah. the club need to get um, be recognised for doing great schemes like that. You're not going to build your fan base overnight. Never going to do it. It's going to be gradual o- over the course of time. Um, could they have done more? We're never going to know, really. But I, I think I think the marketing is much better. Um, I just found something I meant to say on the Reds rollover. Now, in Steve Leake's fans representative report, he mentioned that Hendon currently make £4,000 a year on their rollover scheme. Have you spoken to them about it? How are they doing that? Yeah, that's where Steve nicked the idea from. Um to be honest, I'll be, be honest, they've got 200 members at Hendon. Um, so I, I, I'm not sure if Steve's spoken to them, to be honest, um, which, which is something that, that Steve could do. Um, I think that is, they've had it for there a while there, and I don't know what the benefits are that they do differently to us. But yeah, it's a great idea. I mean, firstly, we need people like you guys to get involved in the Reds roll ever. Should we be signing up? I don't gamble. It's not See, gambling, is it? It is. It's not because you can win money back. And so only half, half the money is yeah. going to go to a uh, a, a winner. So it, it is gambling. It, I think that's... Uh, un, it's, 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 call me a snowflake. <laughs> I think that's maybe put some people off. I remember when I got 32 red on the front of the shirt. That was my first shirt deal, yeah. personally. And um, I had fans emailing me saying, I'll never buy a Crawley Town shirt with a gambling logo on. Now, the yeah, red rollover is a gamble. Would you say the Golden Gamble was gambling? Yes. It's in the name. <laughs> yeah, I was about to say, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I could, you're not gambling on the outcome of a match or a, a horse race or a golf or tennis events, so, but I get your point. I think it's a raffle. It's a it's a raffle. Yeah, it's a raffle. So, um, but I can see some people want to do it, and I, and I get the sponsorship of shirts um, from betting companies. I get that. That's a bit of a sensitive subject. Just promise one last question on finances, Sam. Uh, in the Treasurer's report at the last AGM, you could see apart from last year, there was a decrease a decrease in income seven years in a row. Can you just explain why that was? What was the main factor behind that? Yeah, obviously I wasn't around uh, on the CTA board then, but it's, it's the travel. Obviously we stopped doing the travel and, and, and the, the revenue declined. Because it goes down in massive numbers. I'm going to start with 2011-12. 63 grand, which suggests the old Trafford game. Then it's 45, 35, 26, 12, 5. I mean, 
I don't think, again, it's before your time, before we're involved, but I don't think the away travel decreased in such big numbers, did it? I think it did. If you think if you think about it, it, it did. So we, we were taking two coaches to games in, when we were doing well in League 1 and League 2, um, as I remember as a fan. But you got to remember, there's 23 away games. Say the season they made £100 each game. That's nearly £2,500, isn't it? So um, if they're doing two coaches, they'd have made some more. So that, that that's where most of the money is. What I would say personally is, Every single penny that someone put in to go on the CTSA travel is in the CTSA coffers. When you go to G&H or on National Rail, where, where, where's your money going? It's only a tenner at the moment. It's only a tenner. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> um, and uh, finally, really, and this is just for you without your CTSA hat on, as a fan, because again, it's generally just mine and Jonathan's opinions, your thoughts at the moment on the season so far? Yeah, really good. Um, ten points in the first six games, fantastic. And then to get a, a point on the weekend at Maxfield's good result. Obviously, Norwich, first time we've beaten a Premier League team. One of the greatest nights ever at the People's Pension Stadium. I've worked it out. If we get ten points over every six-game period, we'll make the playoffs. So we're on, we're on track for that. Well, I mean, we're only two points off the playoffs at the moment, aren't we? So it's all pretty exciting stuff. Um, Sam, any last... Have you got any questions for us? No, not really. Hey, there you go. So thank you to everybody that put a question forward for Sam. Sam, it's been great to have you on. Finally got you on. Lots of dates and things in place, didn't we? But um, And we hope we've answered uh, or que- answered, asked most of the listeners' questions. Often we might not have referenced your name because the question came up in a conversation, but we hopefully got most of them across. Um, I'm sure there'll be plenty of comments and questions for you once this comes out by various people. Um, happy to come on again in a few months. I know you're not going to be chair, but maybe just to follow things up. Yeah, absolutely. And if anyone wants to email me, um, that's not a problem at all. Or come to a board meeting. Where can they email you? Um, oh, you're going to ask me off the top of my head now. You don't know your email um, address. Is it chair well, at chair, CTFC? No, I do know. I do really. Chair at ctfcsa.co.uk. Absolutely perfect. And a big thank you to Paul Hayward and everybody that voted for us in uh, a poll a little while ago. We are using today for the first time our brand new kit. It's very uh, bright and jazzy and cool. It means we can even take phone-ins in the future as well. Yes, though ironically, uh, for the first time that we've done a podcast so far, it stopped recording for maybe five or so minutes. So just as a disclosure, um, the interview will be as recorded, but there will be a a section missing. Hopefully it's not the interesting section, but we will edit that bit so it cuts nicely. But just as a full disclosure, that, that was missing, unfortunately, from the podcast. But I guess from you and myself and Sam, Thanks so much for joining us. Um, you and myself will see you again in a in a couple of weeks' time for a regular podcast. We'll be discussing other Crawley Town stuff and hopefully we'll have Sam on in, in a few months' time to, to follow up things and maybe give us a bit more of a fan's opinion then. Okay, thank you very much. Thanks, Jonathan. Thank you from myself and thank you, Sam. Goodbye. Cheers, guys. Bye.